Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts by Trailblazer Consulting. In this podcast, we highlight proven solutions that we have developed through our experience working with companies across various industries. And we talk about how you can apply them to your company. We share our experience working with companies to solve their information management challenges. We tackle records retention schedules, program implementation and training, and more complex challenges like asset data management. This is Lee. And in this episode, Moore and I will continue to talk through the issues found during assessments and some of the ways in which we have grouped the challenges in order to recommend an appropriate solution. How do you feel about that, Maura? I'm excited, Lee. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Maura. And uh, I just want to pick up on where we left off in a, one of our more recent episodes. We were talking about risk. And in fact, looking back on it, I think we've talked about risk half a dozen times already not just in two particular episodes focused on it. And I was thinking, as kind of getting ready for today's recording, I was thinking about why that is. Why does risk keep coming up? I feel like uh, we're the doom and gloom team and we don't mean to be. Um, We're actually excited about what you can do with your information. But the reality is when we start doing assessments, we find problems. One of, one of the reasons that we find problems is people don't usually call us unless they've already encountered a problem. The other reason is that managing information is something that is harder than you think it is. And so you kind of take things for granted. And then, and every little, every little decision, every little piece of neglect, every little neglectful action, it adds up. So if If I'm an individual and I decide not to manage my email box and I've got 10,000 messages in it, I'm, you know, I'm handling it. I can sort, I can filter, I can find what I need. I can just ignore the old messages and ask somebody else for information. It's not, it's not a huge problem just to me, but if you multiply that behavior by a couple thousand people across your organization, then it does become a big problem becomes a big risk. So one of the things that, for instance, that we have talked about and that we've seen in assessments is companies where email becomes the primary collaboration tool, the primary way that business gets done, business processes get carried out, and the primary filing cabinet or records repository for the documentation that proves that you did that business process, you made that decision, you carried out that transaction. And again, looking at it from an individual perspective, you're like, okay, I got my stuff. But as a company, you're responsible for a lot more. And you need to start looking at the risk that this represents. So when we see this theme come up in an assessment, we're going to talk to our client about hey, let's look at business process and trying to move business process out of email so that records are easier to find, easier to use, easier to manage. And you don't have the risk of somebody leaves the company and we kill their email box a month later. And now, oops, we've lost all the records about that project. Or somebody moves on to a new job in your company and they, that whole history goes with them. The person who took over that responsibility, if they want to know what happened last year, they have to know who to call. Okay, last year, maybe they can know it's the person before them. What about five years ago? How did they know who that was, who had those records? So you start 
this compounding effect when you let your records sit in email. So when we see that in an assessment, it bubbles up for us as a risk. And we bring that up and we say, okay, what can we do about it? And there's some options. You can say, okay, let's have a, um, a quota on email storage. Let's have a quota on, email, on timing. How long can you keep an email? You can start a roll-off, uh, an automated roll-off. But knowing that you've got records there that aren't captured anywhere else, you don't want to just start willy-nilly rolling stuff off. You want to find another way to keep those records. You might also want to look at different approaches to your business processes. So some, some business process engineering, driving people more towards your systems of record and away from email for your business process. And that's the conversation. That is a productive conversation to have with your business owners, with your stakeholders, and with that small team of people that you've gathered around you through this whole process where you're trying to, to you know, bounce ideas off and decide where to go next. So that's just one, that's just one of the risks. I like where you're going, Maura. And some people will say that, oh, I save it to a project file on my share drive or a project file in SharePoint for that matter. So it's not an email anymore. I'm doing the right thing. I'm saving it to, you know, some other location, but taking it just a step further. And I, I'm sure you don't want to go this direction yet, but I'm going to say it. And that is we've seen share drives and SharePoint sites like the wild, wild west. There's no organization to them whatsoever. And it's almost like just lumping everything in email. I mean, I don't know how, if you can visualize that or not, but it's just that confused. It's just that, uh, for lack of a better word, that unorganized. And that's not what we're trying to get to either. I agree, Lee, that we have seen that. When SharePoint was new and users started spinning up sites, we would quickly see in a month or two, you might have 20,000 sites spun up. One client that we worked with for a few years, the CEO kept saying to me, oh, people put things on SharePoint. I can't ever find it again. I have to ask them for it again. And when we finally did a migration off of the old SharePoint to a new file structure in a new SharePoint instance, we found you know, two or three times the duplicate. So we've had two or three times the amount of information was out there. Actually, one third of it was unique. It was double or triple from a duplicate perspective. And that happens frequently. So I'm not suggesting that uh, everybody should race to pull everything out of email and throw it on a share drive or throw it on SharePoint. But I will say that there are some ways that that is better than email. And it's primarily that it's not connected to an individual user. That's the primary benefit of complete and total chaos on a share drive or a SharePoint location versus trapped inside individual email accounts because there are tools that can help inventory, discover, navigate through those sites. It's not easy, it's expensive, but at least you don't have the danger of a person leaves the company and you destroy their email box and you've destroyed records. So yeah, it's and, a tiny bit better. <laughs> yep, and that goes back to what we said some time ago, which is, can you find something in your coworker's office or on their computer if they're out on vacation. 
right? It's, it's not in their email, which would be very hard for another individual to get into, but it's on SharePoint somewhere. It's on the share drive somewhere, you know? And so the person that's out could say, hey, I put it out there. It's not as easy as that. It's still complex. Absolutely. And another risk area to look at when you're thinking about solutions. And I'm going to throw a third one that's related there. If you start seeing a theme through your assessment process that people are putting items into Box or Dropbox or some other third-party hosted location outside of your organization's control, that is a huge risk. First of all, you've got the same problem with the SharePoint and FileShare side, which is who knows what's in those box locations or those Dropbox locations, how it's organized. But second, you have this added problem of security because it's outside your network. You're not sure about the permissions. You know what you set up, you know, well, you don't, but the people who put stuff out there might have an idea of who they tried to share it with. But really, I want to know why, because that's a red flag for me. There's a problem with our internal resources. If that many people are looking outside of your infrastructure to get their job done. And so from a priority perspective, think about that risk. It's a huge risk. You, this stuff is out of your control. You don't know when it's going to be deleted, who it's being shared with, what the security is around it, when it might be inadvertently exposed, et cetera, et cetera. So what can you do about it? You got to make the internal resources better so that people will use the systems you put in place to store that information, to collaborate, even to share it with external partners. There are ways to do that safely. And so if you were looking across those three risks that we just talked about, people are putting stuff outside in Dropbox or Box, people are putting chaotic unorganized or organized only according to their own knowledge, SharePoint sites and file shares, people are storing everything in email. Depending on what size company you are and what sort of, or, you know, what type of work you're doing, that middle one of the chaos on SharePoint or a file share, that is the least risky. That is probably the least risky thing that could, that could be going on. If you're a very small organization and you've got five people who are storing things in email and they're all actively involved in whatever's happening in the company. Yeah, you could probably go on that way for a little while, but it's not really sustainable. But if you've got stuff going outside your organization on a regular basis by different users and there's not, a, there's not an approval process, there's not a process to pull it back, you know, the whole security aspect, that one's huge. So... While you were talking, something hit me, and that is we keep dinging different tools, and I'll call ShareDrive a tool also right now. So you're saying third-party systems like Box, uh, and sorry, Box, we keep picking on you, but you know one of those type of locations, ShareDrives, SharePoint, filing uh, your email also, I'm calling all of these things a tool. And I think what we're getting at is all of these tools are needed for business purposes, but they have specific purpose and you need to 
get your organization to understand the specific purpose behind each one of them and funnel people to using them for that reason, not for the system of record, not for you know the final repository, unless it's designated as the final repository. Does that make sense where I'm going with that? Yeah, I think actually that is a great way for us to to end this, to kind of wrap this discussion up, because you're right. There is no inherent good or bad in any of these tools or any others that we haven't talked about. This all comes down to how people are using them and how you as an organization are prepared to have people use them. I think that's perfect. So thanks. (laughs) All right. Good. Well, I like I close everything else, I would uh, offer you the opportunity to give us a call if you have any questions or an email. Uh, if you email us, that's at info at trailblazer.us.com. That's info at trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune in to our next episode. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.